Hello, listeners. I'm happy to include this bonus episode. This is of my sermon that I delivered um, today, June 4th, 2023, at Foothills United Methodist Church in La Mesa, California. It was my final sermon to preach at this wonderful church, as I will begin a new appointment at Ramona United Methodist Church on July 1st, 2023. But I was so happy to be a part of our Confirmation Sunday and bringing a word from Matthew 28, 16 through 20, the Great Commission. So I hope you enjoy it. I'll read the scripture first, and then my sermon will follow directly after. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but they doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. What a fitting scripture for us to have today on this Confirmation Sunday and this Communion Sunday and just this time for us being together. Now, I have a special connection to this passage. When we were attending St. Paul's in Coronado and the boys were little, we went to family camp at Forest Home in the San Bernardino Mountains. And by little, I mean the boys were two, three, and seven, or somewhere around that age. I mean, you know how it all just runs together. But what I remember most about this adventure is that this was the weekend when our youngest learned to climb out of the pack and play. (laughs) Now the pack and play functioned as our crib because the cabins were not designed for families with small children and certainly weren't baby-proofed. But we thought we could make it work by taking the pack and play until it didn't. (laughs) Now, I really don't know why we went to family camp with small children. (laughs) Because they were too young to do any of the activities. Our oldest was able to do the climbing wall, but that was about it. And the busy camp schedule did not work in any nap times for little ones. I don't really remember who sold us on the idea of going to family camp in this season of our lives, but it certainly wasn't someone who went to family camp with young children. Now, you might think that since we spent most of our time chasing kids and telling them for the hundredth time to stay on their bunk, they didn't know what FOB means, 
you might think that we really didn't get that much out of it. And you would be right. We didn't. But God does surprising things, right? When we least expect it, God speaks to us. So during one of the nights, I woke up around 2 or 3 in the morning, and these words came to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And as I tried to go back to sleep, these words ran on a loop. And I laid awake for at least an hour or so, analyzing why these words came to me. And what could this mean? Well, I eventually understood this to be a nudge from God. One of the very first shoulder taps to what would be my call into ministry. I mean, there weren't lightning bolts or audible voices from heaven. I was just busy living my life with toddlers at family camp when Jesus comes to me and commissions me. And in this commission, I discerned that the word baptizing as part of my call to become an ordained pastor, since ordained pastors have the authority to baptize. But that wasn't the case in the context of this passage. The Great Commission, which this passage is called, isn't only for pastors. Jesus commissioned his disciples to go and make other disciples by teaching them what Jesus taught. Now that Jesus had completed the work that was his to do, it was time for his disciples to do the work that was theirs to do, to go and teach. When Jesus was with his disciples, he was the teacher, the rabbi. He taught them everything they needed to know. And when Jesus sent them before this on many missions, he gave them the power to heal and to proclaim the good news. But Jesus was still the teacher then. Jesus taught in the synagogues, on the mountain, in the boat, anywhere someone needed to hear a word of hope. Jesus taught the disciples but would also go all the way to the outsiders where the greatest hope was needed. And he taught them about a love that was reaching out for them. Now that Jesus had completed his work, it was time for the disciples to become the rabbi, the students to become the teacher, the one thing that Jesus solely did teach would now be passed on for others to do. They would go and teach just as Jesus did. Does this mean that the disciples had everything figured out? 
that they had learned all there is to learn from Jesus and they felt confident in their abilities as they were being launched into their mission? Well, verse 17 tells us in two words, they doubted. The whole verse says, when they saw him, they worshipped him and they doubted. So let's put this into context. Our passage today ends the 28th chapter of Matthew, but it also ends the entire book of Matthew. The Gospel of Matthew ends with this passage where Jesus commissions the disciples to carry on his work. But at the beginning of the chapter 28 is the resurrection. So let me paraphrase the entire chapter for you. Don't worry, it won't take long. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary go to the tomb and an angel tells them that Jesus is not there, that he has been raised, so go and tell the others. And Jesus is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. However, Jesus meets the two Marys along the way and confirms the message. Go and tell my brothers and sisters, then you'll see me in Galilee. Then we have a little sidebar about the guards who witnessed all of this at the tomb. They told the chief priest what happened, and then there's a little bit of damage control with bribery and conspiracy to try to keep the truth from getting out. Go back and read it. I, make, I do not make this up. <laughs> then we're back to the disciples who arrived in Galilee just as Jesus instructed. And when they saw Jesus, they worshipped him and they doubted. Other than the two Marys, this is the first time the disciples see the resurrected Jesus. Of course they are going to doubt what they see. (laughs) Matthew doesn't take us through the whole 50 days of the Easter season and Pentecost that we as the church have just been through to get to this passage. Matthew doesn't tell the story of Thomas doubting until he sees the wounds of Jesus. Matthew doesn't tell the story about Jesus appearing to the disciples and asking for a fish taco. Okay, it was broiled fish, but you know how much Jesus loved bread, so I bet he put the two together at some point. There was not a lot of time for the disciples to process all that just happened. They were in the resurrection moment when they saw the risen Christ for the very first time. Yes, they are going to doubt what they see. But really, the verse doesn't tell us what they doubt, just that they do. I mean, maybe they are partly doubting what they see, that their eyes must be playing tricks on them, or they're doubting that this could really be true, that their beloved teacher had been raised from the dead and has returned to them. 
I mean, they thought they would never see Jesus again, but here he is right in front of them. Maybe they also doubted themselves and their abilities. How could they possibly live up to their rabbi? When the authorities came for Jesus before they ran, how will they stay strong when they are persecuted, when the authorities come for them? They probably didn't feel ready. They didn't spend enough time with Jesus. Certainly there is more that they can learn. Certainly they need more time to grow. We don't know what they doubted. We only know that they did, yet they worshipped him. They didn't have it all figured out, yet they worshipped Jesus. They weren't 100% sure of everything that had seen or learned, yet Jesus commissioned them. Maybe it was because they doubted that Jesus commission them. Often when we think we have it all figured out and have all the answers, we don't think we need Jesus. It was their doubt that caused Jesus to come to them and promise to never leave. So confirmands, maybe there's a small part of you that still wonders if you made the right decision to confirm your faith. Perhaps you feel that you still have questions that didn't get answered even after your six-month commitment of confirmation classes. Let me assure you that there are many lifelong Christians surrounding you right now who still have doubts and questions. With all of my study and training and even ordination, I still have doubts and questions. But because of those doubts and questions, we still seek Jesus for answers. And Jesus meets us in the seeking. When Jesus told his disciples, and remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. These parting words are for us, too. This great commission is a mission that we are called, all of us are called into, and we don't go alone. Jesus doesn't say, good luck, and then leaves us to do it in our own power and authority. We are called into the great co-mission as Christ goes with us at every step of the way. Christ empowers us when his, with his own power and authority to go and teach. The best way to go and teach is just to go about living our lives and teaching others for how we live. Maybe God is calling some of you to teach a formal class. Maybe God is calling some of you into ordained ministry. But God is certainly calling 
all of us to teach by how we live our lives. When people see Christ in us, we are teaching them about Christ. When people feel loved and cared for by us, we are teaching them about Christ's love. Sometimes we may be called to go somewhere we don't want to go. Sometimes our loved ones will be called to go somewhere without us. Often we aren't called to go far, just to a neighbor's house or the ministry center or just down the road. But we are called to go. We aren't called to be comfortable in our faith or our surroundings. We are called to go out to all nations, to all people. Now, I am being called to go just down the road. I have cherished my time with you as we have journeyed together. I take your love and care with me. As I leave my love and care with you. Let us not forget that in this next chapter, we, both of us, are called to go and teach about Christ. So as we embark on this great co-mission with Christ, may we remember that Christ is with us always. Amen. Thanks for listening. I hope you felt God call you to go and make disciples by teaching them about Christ's love. As I mentioned at the top of this episode, I have a new appointment on the horizon, but I'm happy to report that I plan to continue one word check-in. So look for a new episode the last week of June of 2023, where I will share a short reflection based on a word, phrase, or image uh, based on the scripture that I'll be preaching on in the following week. I am happy to uh, announce that a new sermon podcast uh, in the sanctuary will launch in July of 2023, and that's where you can find all of my sermons. May God's grace and peace surround you this day.